Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP gets a drunk driver arrested. Our next Reddit post is from Sugar Free Yeti. My wife and I were sitting outside on our stoop and hanging out with our kitten after a long day at work around 8 p.m. Our kitty was playing in the snow nearby at the edge of our driveway, which connects to the road. Out of nowhere, a Ford pickup speeds up and swerves into our driveway, narrowly missing a very scared kitty. This skinny younger guy jumps out of the driver's side and urgently walks towards the stoop, his back to the road, and starts to fiddle with his zipper. No effing way, man. He hasn't seen us sitting there because it's dark out, so I shout out to him, hoping that he won't whip it out right there and piss on us. I think that he might be a friend of our neighbors at first. They're pretty trashy. I say, hey man, who the F are you? You need to slow the F down. He says, oh, hey. He continues to unzip, and his pathetic wang is spurting dribbles of urine in our direction. I notice that he's swaying awkwardly. He's probably drunk, I think to myself. Look, you mother effer, kids live here. You can't just expose yourself. Now get the hell out of here before I call the cops. Good, call him. I don't care. My wife said, fine, I don't have anything better to do right now. My wife dials the non-emergency number to the station less than 100 yards down the road and puts it on speaker so the a-hole can hear that we aren't bluffing. Somehow, after a virtual eternity, the dude finally wraps up his whiz and holsters his wizard finger. On the phone, my wife tells the cops that some guy sped into our driveway, barely missed our kitten, and is exposing himself while probably drunk. The douchebag says, Good, tell them my plate number, which is such and such. He gives us the wrong plate number. He slurs and stands there defiantly with his belt open and hanging limp. I walk a few steps to my side so I can see his real plate number and read it aloud to my wife. At this point, the guy seems to slowly realize that this is really happening, and with his pants unbuckled, he waddles quickly back to the driver's side and peels off down the road, swerving in the snow. My wife is still speaking to the police operator when this police charger absolutely roars by in what we assume is a response to our call. My wife ends the call and we resume our night and kind of chuckle it off while reassuring our little kitten. The next day, we call the police station back to see if anything came of it. It turns out the cops caught up to him just down the road and hit him with a DUI. Also, underage possession of alcohol, indecent exposure in a school zone, and reckless driving. We caught all the audio on our front door camera and forwarded it to the officer in charge. They said that it might tack on more charges and it would strengthen others. Good luck with your tons of fines and being a registered sex offender for life. The moral is, if someone warns you to move along, you better do it. Also, don't drive drunk, people. Uh, OP, you live in a school zone? The dude whipped it out in a school zone? I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that once you get on the sex offender list, you can never get off. So, whoops. Our next Reddit post is from Immortal Heathen. In early 2020, I was hired under the title of assistant manager at a local automotive shop. We mainly sold tires and alloy wheels for passenger vehicles. The company owned several stores. I reported directly to my manager, who then reported to the owner of the company. Shortly after I was hired, I noticed the manager's behavior was far from professional. He would constantly mock and berate me for being the new guy. I believe part of this was jealousy and insecurity on his part, because I ended up recording more sales than he did within the first few months. He would also take off work early and started drinking beer while the rest of us continued to work. 
I remember that when he found out that I participated in mixed martial art training sessions after work, he tried to goad me into a fight for his own amusement. Clearly, this guy didn't like me, and I was starting to get the feeling that he was trying to get me to snap or lose my cool, and as a result, my employment. I became even more certain of that with what happened next. During the few months that I worked there, I noticed that our money for the day and our sales records didn't match. I would often spend half an hour to an hour after work trying to figure out where the errors were coming from. Meanwhile, the manager would simply throw his hands in the air and say that he had no idea how this was happening. The recurring issue seemed to be that our cash takings had been recorded incorrectly. There would sometimes be an excess amount of cash that didn't match up to what was recorded on our sales and invoicing software. Other times, there would be less. At the time, I was an accounting student studying towards my bachelor's degree. I was already suspicious of the cash being off each day. However, given how the manager had been treating me up until this point, I was concerned that any complaint would somehow be twisted and used against me. And boy was I right. Several weeks later, my manager took some time off. During this time, I managed to get a personal record in store sales, and I also noticed something interesting. The cash was never off at the end of each shift. I reported this directly to the owner of the company. Given that I was acting manager during the time that my manager was away, I was expected to report to the owner every day, and I explained what had been occurring while the manager was there. In all honesty, I was hopeful that the owner would be having a word with the manager about the discrepancies. However, I was also weary, as I believed once the owner spoke to my manager that the manager would immediately know that it was me who reported this. When the manager returned to work, he immediately approached me with a disgruntled look on his face. I've spoken with the owner. You tried to blame me for the discrepancies? You should focus on doing your job properly. Then this wouldn't happen. I was quite taken aback by how angry he was, though I wasn't surprised that he twisted it and tried to place the blame on me. Given his reaction, I was even more suspicious at this point. He wants me to do my job properly, eh? Okay. That same week, I got to work. I started paying attention to what customers were paying when they were dealing with my manager. Behind his back, I began examining all of his sale transactions and invoices with a fine comb. As the days rolled by, I started to find evidence of his dishonesty. When it came to certain cash sales, my manager was doing the following. First, if the customer paid cash, he would tell the customer the price was, let's say, $200. Second, he would discount the price by 50 bucks in the sales and invoicing software. Third, he would put the extra cash into the till and record a $150 cash sale. Finally, before we did the cash up at the end of the day, he would sneakily pocket this extra cash while no one else was around. However, he was an idiot because clearly he couldn't remember the exact amount that he had swindled. That's why the cash would be up on some days if he didn't swindle enough or the cash would be down on other days if he swindled too much. I took screenshots of the discounts that he had been giving on the sales and sent them to the business owner along with the reports. This report had a detailed description of my findings. The report also showed that on days that he wasn't there for the cash count, there was no variance. When he was there, well... The owner was infuriated. This man had been his trusted employee for years. The owner was so infuriated, in fact, that he ordered my manager to do a mandatory drug test on the same day that he found out. And, no surprise, he failed. 
Turns out, the manager had quite the meth habit. This was most likely his sole motive for stealing cash, and the owner was beside himself. We operate machinery every day in this store, so the thought of a manager walking around high as a kite would not sit well with any health and safety professional. In fact, it could have landed the owner in serious legal trouble if any accident or injury occurred under this manager's watch. The manager was terminated immediately for violation of his contract, and was later taken to court by the owner in an attempt to recover the stolen funds. Safe to say, I was promoted to store manager position shortly after his termination. Sounds like this manager really methed up. Our next Reddit post is from Tubist. Reading stories about entitled drivers getting their just desserts made me think back to my days as a paramedic. We got a call to a house where there was a bariatric patient who had fallen. This patient was morbidly obese and weighed around 420 pounds. This story isn't really about them, though. There are many reasons that people get to that size, and I never judge, only help. No, the problem here was a really arrogant neighbor that we had come across before. And my god was this guy a judgmental moron. Our patient had a car and had a disabled parking permit. They also had a council-designated disabled parking spot outside their home, which the neighbor kept parking in. There had been a number of letters from the council regarding this and a number of parking fines just served to annoy this chap even more. On the day of the story, I received a call that the patient had fallen and we went to his house. Sure enough, the neighbor was not only parked in the disabled spot, but had also parked a second car blocking access to the patient's driveway. I assessed the patient and suspected that they had broken a hip, so I needed to go in. I sent my colleague to the neighbor to ask them to move their cars, and when my colleague came back, I was told the neighbor had just told my colleague to do one. I radioed through to our control center and asked for the fire service and police. We needed the fire service to help lift the guy and the police to do a little parking control. The fire service was the first to arrive, and I spoke to the crew commander to let them know what the situation was. A fireman went to the house to ask the neighbor to move the car, and he was told the same as my colleague. The message was relayed back to the watch commander, who just asked me one question. Is the patient's life at risk? I knew exactly where this was going, and it was time that our thoughtless neighbor got the message. My answer was, yeah, there's equipment that I need to get into the house, and the driveway is blocking preventing me from doing so. The watch commander told the fire truck to move those vehicles. It was really satisfying to see both vehicles being pushed down the road by the fire trucks, and the look on the neighbor's face as he came out spitting and screaming was well worth it. His complaints to the cops fell on deaf ears. They were well aware of this person's history of obstruction, and my clinical assessment that the patient's life was in danger was more than enough justification for the vehicles to be moved. I doubt that it made our patient's life any easier, and sadly, the patient died a few months later without leaving the hospital. But it really did bring a smile to my patient's face when we wheeled them out. Also, let's not forget... More than likely, the fire department submitted a bill to the stupid neighbor for damaging their fire trucks. And beneath that, we have this story from Talon Card. This reminds me of the first time that I broke a window because the guy was blocking the hydrants. We were sure to use the 5-foot extension and didn't deter the cufflink all the way so that his car flooded from the leaky coupling. Our next Reddit post is from Mature User. My wife decided to take a week-long break about a month and a half ago. She said that it had nothing to do with me, she just needed some time on her own. I let her go, encouraged her even. 
I only want what's best for her. The very next day, she started posting on social media, saying a bunch of things like, I love the wrong person, and you deserve someone who supports you. Looking at this from the outside, it's easy to assume that I did something wrong here, but honestly, I'm a romantic pussy. I give 110% into making sure the love of my life had everything. Here's the revenge bit. She asked for a divorce, and she's been telling baseless lies about me to everyone I know over the last month and a half. Well, two weeks ago, she got laid off and she's been collecting unemployment. I just finished filing a form to report her for fraud since she's been working two jobs under the table that pay more than her previous job, and collecting unemployment on top of that. I also made sure to get her to text me details about these jobs and screen cap them. Legally, I know that I'm in the right, but it's still an awful, vindictive thing to do. But honestly, I feel so good for screwing her over, knowing that she won't be able to afford the house that she kicked me out of anymore. That was r slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.